Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Colto Negro from Costa Rica. The song, Rojo Siniestro, is off of their new album, La Noche Oscura del Alma, which, of course, translates loosely to the dark night of the soul. Of course, I'm looking this up. 
I don't know this stuff for real because I don't know Spanish, but I do know that it rules. I love this stuff. The album is being released by Gods of War Productions. That's the CD and digital. And uh, Violence Records will be putting out the tape. Each one features a different bonus track. So if you want to get two formats, I'd suggest you do that. Go to Bandcamp, look them up, check out Violence Records or Culto Negro for awesome blackened thrash metal from Costa Rica. Shout out to Daniel. Thanks for sending it in. If you've got songs that you want to send in to Getting It Out podcast for me to play on the show, please do. Just email me, dan at gettingitout.net. Everything is welcome. Not everything gets played, but everything is welcome. On this episode of the podcast, I'm talking to a band who you might uh, also classify as black and thrash metal. I don't know what you classify Goat Horror as exactly, other than awesome. I'm talking to Zach Simmons. He's the drummer. He's been with him for a very long time, since he was 17 years old. Now he's 50, so that's a very long time. I'm lying. He's not that old yet. But he is very nice and very cool, and he plays drums for one of the best metal bands out there. They just released their best album yet, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. And we're going to talk all about that. But first... Let's do some hot zone in the Getting It Out podcast intro song. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I don't know exactly how to tell you guys this, but um, I'm kind of obsessed with squirrels lately. I've been looking up a lot of facts about them. I've, I see them frequently, as most of us do, squirrels, running around. The rodents that, for some reason, we don't mind with their bushy tails. If you change that tail, I think a lot of people feel differently. That's a that's a widely held belief, and I'm, I'm with, with people on that. But anyway, I've seen these squirrels all over the place because they're out there gathering up for winter, I guess. But do they hibernate? I don't think so. I don't think they do that. I've never seen it. But uh, maybe they do. Maybe I don't know all the squirrel facts, but I'm trying to figure them out. I was wondering the other day, how long do these suckers live? I feel like I see the same ones, but I wouldn't know. I don't know what the difference is. They don't have any markings. They're just uh, eastern gray squirrels around here. I had to look that up. I saw a black squirrel when I was in Canada earlier this year. That was interesting. I don't know if that's a species or if it was just one with a pigment issue or benefit. I don't know what you would. I don't know what that would be. Squirrels sleep at night unless you're flying squirrels. I think that's interesting. Where do they sleep? They have little nests, big nests, I should say. They yell. Did you ever hear a squirrel yell? It's pretty obnoxious. They do that outside of our house. They eat the pumpkins in our neighborhood sometimes. They used to. They don't anymore. We started spraying them with pumpkin spray or anti-squirrel spray, and they stopped eating them, like, permanently. Which made me wonder, like, how old are these things? Do they remember this from last year? It can't already be ingrained in their DNA. It can't already be a learned behavior that they, that's been passed on from squirrel generation to squirrel generation. We just started spraying these pumpkins like two years ago. We don't even do it now. We don't have to. They stopped eating them. It's amazing. They got memory. I looked it up. They remember things for about two years. But here's the other thing. Their life cycle, typically, their average life cycle in the wild is two years. So when the next next batch comes, are they going to start eating the pumpkins again? Is that is that how I'm going to know that there's new squirrels in the neighborhood and go out there and teach a lesson or two? I think I might have to. We caught a squirrel once in the fly tape around our, our <laughs> the spotted lantern fly tape around the tree. That was interesting. The, the tail got caught. My wife had to run outside in a towel and free it. It was uh, because I was, you know, watching from the window like a... Like a like a piece of shit, just doing what I normally do, and uh, and she saved it. She saved that squirrel. She saved the bird too. She's very nice to these animals that we catch accidentally on our trees. Uh, we don't put that tape up anymore, by the way, because of spotted lantern flies have um, have gotten predators now. Yeah, they're not so so invasive anymore. When uh, things realize they can eat them, what eats them? Chickens, dogs, cats. Literally everything eats spotter lantern flies. But if they're coming into your area for the next for the first like couple years, you might be like, "What the fuck? These things are everywhere." They go away because the things in your area realize they can eat them. So don't worry about that. That's your spotted lantern fly facts. But anyway, back to squirrels. Two-year life expectancy, but can live up to 12 years in the wild. I don't know what constitutes as the wild. Does my neighborhood is that is that wild? Is that is that the wild? Or are we talking about the woods? Because I feel like life expectancy should be lower in my neighborhood, being that people drive all the time and that squirrels are likely to get 
crushed by the wheels of an automobile. Maybe not so freaking. Why do they run so stupidly into the road? You know, and then back and forth and back and forth and then get themselves smashed. It's a very dumb idea. Squirrels shouldn't do that. I do find it very funny. Um, sorry, it's insensitive. When they fall out of trees and die. Because if you hear it, it's quite the thud. And uh, it makes sense that they're dead. They're little. But, you know, they're so confident jumping around up there. And then one day they slip. And whoop. You know? It's like those people... What, are people still climbing up towers and taking uh, Instagram videos of themselves dangling off the edge? Or did uh, evolution wipe out that strain of DNA? Dog leash people. I'm looking at you. You're next. Anyway, uh, tw- 2 to 12 years. 12 years max. 12 years max. There can't be a 10-year-old squirrel in your neighborhood, can there? That's ridiculous. If you keep them in captivity, you can make them uh, survive for 20 years... What's a 20-year squirrel look like? Is his tail still bushy? What happens if you shave the tail? There's all sorts of answers I need, uh, all sorts of questions I need answers to, but I don't really want them. I just want to pose it. Is it pose it? Is it pause it? It's not post it. I can pause it on a post it, I suppose. That's up to me, though. Not you. Anyway, I just need to know things about squirrels. You know they can bury something for two years and come back and find it? You know they fake bury things? Bury? Bury, bury. They fake bury things in the ground so other squirrel thieves will not know where their real stash is at. That's ridiculous. Uh, They say they zigzag to avoid predators, but I think they zigzag because that's the way they walk. Alright? At some point, that's just the way you walk. You're not really avoiding... You're not avoiding a predator. You're just walking that way. If I walk bow-legged, it's not because I'm... I learned it from riding horses. My ancestors riding horses. It's because I got... I got a weird walk. I got a weird posture. I got a weird uh, bone structure. I don't know what a bow leg. What happened to bow legged people? If I if I walk knock kneed, I'm just dancing, baby. Leave me alone. I look cool. Anyway, that's squirrel facts. I hope you enjoyed that. But more importantly, I hope you enjoyed Goat Whore. One of my favorite metal bands. I love Goat Whore. Always have since I since they came on my radar. I talked to Zach Simmons, their drummer, a little bit about how they came onto my radar, and uh, much to my delight. He was able to recall the exact show. So you'll hear about that. And he had a nice little anecdote from that night too. Which I found very funny because I know exactly what he's talking about. You won't. But if you're one of the few people from York who listen to this, you might. Anyway. Let's play a song from their new album. Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. Let's go with one of the singles. How about the uh, the Born of Satan's Flesh track. It sounds like a good one to start with, right? I think so too. Let's listen to that and then my conversation with Zach. Concealed 
What do you do? What do you do when you go to the gym? Are you just lifting? Man, uh, you know, when I, when I actually go to the gym, um, it's pretty much just weights. And uh, and then on the side, I mean, I try to do like uh, probably like 10 to 12 miles just on the, my bicycle, uh, probably mm. like five times a week, you know, for the cardio. And uh, sometimes I'll just do like a spin class in the gym or something. But uh, yeah, it's a good mix of cardio and, you know, weight training. But nothing like fucking bodybuilding or anything like that, just, you know. <laughs> keeping everything moving and uh you know that's interesting to, interesting know. you go with the bike i, ne- I never did i do the i do the running right the running's what okay. what keeps me from being a total fat ass you know i can go out there and run but i never i never converted to the bike everybody tells me i'm i'm gonna eventually but uh yeah i used to run a lot man but i noticed it starting to mess with my knees and like my, my hips and shit so yeah i just kind of moved to the bike and you know well Works for me. I gotta imagine it's all it's all beneficial for your drumming, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, uh, the way I see it, it can't hurt, you know. Right. <laughs> and especially on the bike too, you know. If, if I'm like, you know, getting ready for, uh, you know, or if I have a lot of material to learn, it's mm-hmm. a good good way to like just put you know a playlist on and then you know go for an, a ride for an hour and just kind of just listen to those songs and get them ingrained in your in your fucking brain, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you for sure. That's awesome. Well, um, uh, but I also hold on. I actually need to ask you more about your physical appearance. This is not what you probably thought we were doing, but it's what we're doing. Uh, are you a bald man by choice or by necessity? Oh, uh, I guess it was by choice. I mean, I you know I still have hair, but ah, uh, oh, you motherfucker. You know, and yeah, the, the actual uh, <laughs> the actual shaving the head was kind of an impromptu thing. Um, I went out to uh, a friend of mine. Uh, we went out to go see uh, Crowbar and COC when they were touring together. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we were uh, hitting the tequila pretty hard that <laughs> night. And then fast forward to the next morning, uh, you know, I didn't remember much, and I, you know, realized that I had a bald head. And I looked at <laughs> my friend, showed me the video, and hit Kirk and Pepper are shaving my head in the in the dressing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I just I, I kind of went with it and. Uh, yeah, but now, I mean, now that you mention it, I guess, you know, I was, you know, get, get a little older, mid-30s, and, uh, yeah, it started thinning out, thinning out a bit at the front, but, I mean, I don't know, I could have kept going with it, but, you know, it's time for a change. Yeah, well, I feel like if it's already long, you can keep it while it's thinning out at the front, but just to grow it out while it's thinned out at the front, like, you know, I got I got the receding thing going on myself, and my wife's always like, yeah, grow yeah. your hair out. I was like, you can't now. Now it's going to be weird forever. You know, yeah, so. hell no. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just hair, man. <laughs> You're right. Well, hey, let's talk about uh, goat whore instead of instead of the way you look. All right. You know, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it, man. You've been in goat whore since you were a kid, right? Yeah, man. Since I was like 17, joined up with them. That's crazy. How's that even, how's that even happen? Uh, well, I was like, uh, just a huge fan of the band already, you know, um, Obviously had the first record, and then uh, <clears throat> the second record uh, was not even out yet. My local band, we opened up for uh, it was Goat Horde, Immolation, and Grave back in like 2003, I believe. And uh, they they had um, just started selling the second record on just on the tour, just kind of early mm-hmm. before the actual release. So I picked it up, and man, I just, I just loved loved it. just loved the band so much, man. One of my favorite bands, and. You know, I was just like checking their website one day, you know, to see if there's any like news updates. <clears throat> they, you know, had a post in looking for a new drummer. Uh, you know, if you want to audition, email Ben, and here's a list of songs to learn. So, you know, I learned the songs and kind of built up the confidence to set up an audition and went down there and did it. And then I got the call. They're like, all right, well, yeah, like you got the you got the gig if you want it. So I told him, yeah. Yeah, I got to graduate high school first. And then... <laughs> were they aware that you were that young? Um, what's that? Were they aware that you were that young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, um, yeah, I told them, you know, about the, you know, I had to graduate. So I did that. And then a week after I, you know, finished up high school, I moved down to New Orleans and we just left for tour, basically. But, uh, yeah, it was. it's kind of weird looking back. I mean, you know, they were already, you know, early 30s, something like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know veterans who had having you know been in touring bands for a long time and for them to take a chance on a just a young punk who didn't really know what was going on was 
pretty cool looking back. Yeah, it is. That is very cool, and it's a. And I gotta think that you were probably in the band by the time I discovered Goat Whore, and I, I, I think it, the first time I figured out who Goat Whore was was when you was a tour you were doing with um, High on Fire and Watch Them Die. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which would have been like mid two thousands, maybe. And of course, I knew Soil and Green and Acid Bath and those things, but I didn't know about Goat Horse somehow because you know we weren't all as internet savvy as we are now. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was that was my first uh, impression of my introduction to Goat Horse was on that tour, and of course, right on, the, you know the whole the gauntlet thing, and the, yeah, it was just like a whole different sound. And it's, it's always been a band I, f- I felt uh, hard to explain to people because it doesn't really. Uh, Goat Horde doesn't really sit in one of the specific genres, and that's something I've always really liked about it. Right on. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, you know we heard that a lot, and uh, yeah, and it's definitely, you know, something that we don't try to, you know, try to try to um, box ourselves into one little subgenre or category. But uh, yeah, speaking of uh, that tour, I think that was like 2005 with High and Fire. And that that sounds right, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a great tour. We loved touring with High and Fire, and yeah, I remember that tour specifically. Uh, there was like man, ten shows in a row, something crazy like that. That we uh, we drank, you know, just the, between the tour pa- package, we drank ten bars in a row out of Jaeger you know, like venues. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The one I saw yet was in York, Pennsylvania, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like the and it, I remember because everybody's making a big deal because it was also four twenty. And it was a, uh, it's a, it's a, it was like a venue that never had another good show, never had a good show before, never had a good show after. It was that was it. Dude, it I, was the one show. My, my dad was at that show, and we still <laughs> talk about that show because uh, it was kind of like a man, like a beach themed sports bar at the, yeah. like the bottom level. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The, the end of the night, Sammy. There's like a like a fucking um, five foot tall like flip flop promotional thing hanging on the wall. <laughs> And Sammy puts it on his back, and he's wearing it like a fucking backpack. And he walks out the front of the bar, and the two, <laughs> this is guy, one of the bartender employees. He's like, "Hey, buddy, put down the flip flop." And Sammy keeps walking. And the guy's like, "No!" It's just like this hilarious thing that we still talk about to this day. That is that's really funny, and I didn't know exactly what bar you're talking about. I was explaining that that bar to my wife recently as like, they used to have they used to have 25 cent pitcher night wow like what dangerous. the fuck yeah well, 25 and i like i can't even i don't even know how that used to work you went there with a dollar and bought four pitchers it was a oh, uh, shit <laughs> so so it was great when there was a when there was an awesome show upstairs to go along with it and that was like that. that was that night uh, but yeah <laughs> but awesome. i but i guess you would have been that would have been what a haunting curse era of uh, Goat Horse? Man, I don't think Haunting Curse was even out yet as, no? uh, when we did that tour, yeah. I think we had, uh, we had recorded it, but uh, yeah, um, that album came out like fall of 2006. Okay. Well, since then, you've put out uh, quite a few records, um, but this one, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven, I'm already seeing. I just read it in Decibel the other day, and I, I saw it on some other things on the internet. I've, I'm already seeing people calling this the best goat whore album yet, which you don't hear very often this far into it. I guess as a band, it's been what, like 25 years and uh, you don't yeah. hear best album ever that far along. What do you think is, uh, what do you think? Why do you think everybody's loving this one so much? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I honestly don't know, man. Um, <laughs> if I can just tell you honestly, it's, it, man, it's been done for, you know, pretty much, you know, finished completely mixed mastered for, uh, you know, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Almost a year now, so... And just to see, like, uh, you know, the first couple reviews trickle in and, you know, he started hearing, you know, a couple of opinions about it. It's, it's definitely wild, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, um, all the, you know, all the feedback's been really positive and, you know, it's not something that um, I guess we anticipate, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously, you know, my uh, expectations are, I learned just to not have any expectations. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, it's one of those things where, you know, records previous, you know, people would just be like, "Oh, fuck this," you know. So I'm, I'm just prepared for whatever, man. I'm just happy that it's finally out, and the fact that uh, people are enjoying it—that's that's great, man. That's definitely a good thing. Yeah. No, it is, and it, but it's justified too. I've listened to it a lot. Like, like, uh, like on repeat for days, uh, to be honest. And, uh, and I, I really enjoy it too. And, but it's, it's interesting because it sounds exactly like goat whore. And, uh, and I think most people know, know who know goat whore know exactly what I mean. And, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. It just sounds like an enhanced version of the band. So tell me about the, the writing of this. Was this a pandemic record by any chance? Um, totally. I mean, just the extra time that the pandemic kind of afforded us, we definitely put it to use. But um, I guess we're we're kind of band that um, we never really stopped writing. So even after um, we recorded uh, Vengeful Ascension, the previous record, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we still were working on stuff in between tours and just to keep things moving and keep ideas flowing. You know, and there's, you know, a couple, maybe a couple ideas um, that were, you know, we started off um, that were left over from um, Vegetable Ascension. And I don't know if they even made it, you know, anywhere near to what's what's on this current record. But, uh, yeah, we just throughout, especially this pandemic, too, we just kind of kept piling up material, man. And we were, I think we were up to 18 to 20 pretty much finished songs before we went in the studio. So we just kind of. Like, all right, well, can't put a double record out. Let's pick the best 12, <laughs> pick the best 12. And then, you know, we'll reformat, you know, the other uh, other ideas when we, you know, come back to start working on the next record, you know. So it's it's always, you know, you always um, kind of have a head start going into the next thing just to have a little momentum. But, uh, yeah, as far as, um, you know, as much as the pandemic sucked for everybody, you know, it was kind of a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, instead of, just like pouting about it you know we just kind of used that time to our advantage and it it was definitely definitely a help for us you know just having um you know practice to look forward to rehearsal you know and working on this stuff was kind of took our minds off all the other you know kind of bullshit that was going on so yeah it's it definitely it it helped kind of shape this whole whole thing and hopefully for the best you know yeah, well, no, I, I certainly think so. Um, as far as the record goes, you worked with uh, Jarrett Pritchard on on this one. Is did he do the last one as well? Yeah, he did actually. Uh, he did, uh, yeah, um, Vengeful Ascension and this current one. He he was a, uh, you know, we've been good friends for a long time. He's uh, been our, our live sound engineer for a long time mm. in the past, and uh, so it, it was just kind of a natural um, natural thing to have him he's an asset in the studio as well as you know in, in the live setting but in the studio you know um it's one of those things where you know with our kind of limited vocabulary of hey man this sounds like shit or you know or like i need to you know just uh our terminology of, of explaining um how we want something to sound yeah he you know can decipher you know our uh our way of saying it and actually you know put it into a he knows what to do, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I know exactly. He knows how to decipher it. I understand the goat, yeah, the goat so, horees. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, he, he just kind of he knows us. He knows what we what we're going for. He's on the same page, and uh, yeah, it just worked out really well again this time. So it was good. That's awesome. Well, you also worked with uh, Kurt Ballou, who did some some mixing, and of course, that's a very well known name. In uh, the extreme music circles, so uh, tell me about his touch on this. How did how did working with Kurt and adding him to the mix 
change things or help enhance the record, I should say. Oh man, we, we had, uh, he's been on our radar. Um, we've always had always wanted to work with him eventually in the past. So to be able to do it this, this time around was fucking awesome. And, uh, it was cool. Even like before we went, even went in the studio to track, we, uh, sent him, you know, all the pre-production files of the songs and, he um, hit us back with like really um, interesting, like cool, just notes about like tiny little, little arrangement things or like, you know, just kind of like uh, little ideas to try. And, the, you know, pretty much every idea that he had, we put to use. And so that was pretty unique for for someone who you're just kind of hiring on is just to mix the record to <clears throat> have him like take the time and uh, pay the, the attention to detail to even come up with. Um, ideas like that was really cool. And then also to have, you know, a, a different set of years aside from, from Jarrett, you know, on the the material and then also his, you know, just his ability and talent as in his ears as far as mixing and recording bands. I, I think it was, man, it just, he really brought the material to life and kind of knew what we were going for. And yeah, he just totally uh, knocked it out of the park, I think. Yeah, no, that's great, and it's. I think it's a, I think it's a great observation that sometimes having that uh, the outsider ears is uh, is the best thing because obviously you met, mentioned Jarrett has worked with you guys for a long time. You guys know what you want to sound like, but to get that other that outside um, opinion, you know, sees shit you you might not. You you're, you're too close to it or hears shit. Oh I should yeah, say. totally, totally. Yeah, especially you know when you're you're stuck in the studio for five weeks and you know and they kind of maybe kind of burn out on the stuff and. You know, it's, it helps to have a fresh perspective on on the whole thing. Yeah, there's a there's a producer in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. He's very good. His name's Kevin Bernston, and he's done a lot of a lot of pretty cool records. Does a lot of full hell stuff. There's, you know, he's, he's whatever. He's done a lot of things. Um, but he, uh, I recorded with him once, and he got. <laughs> There came a point where he was telling our guitarist and our bassist that they were hitting a sour note, and me not being anything close to a musician had no idea what they were talking about. Had no, I could not hear anything that they were saying was happening. But apparently, it was all right, and he fixed it and made it good. And that and that, that made me respect producers and engineers uh, in their opinion and uh, that hear oh, things totally. that that the normal person doesn't. Oh man, uh, Eric Rutan was like that. <laughs> I'd be sitting there, he'd be like, "You hear that?" I'm like, "No, dude, what are you talking about?" <laughs> but he's man, he's got this like superhuman ability, a superhuman ear, man. It's, <laughs> it's it's pretty hilarious. But he's always dead on and correct about it. Well, so all right, there's there's a lot about this record I like, but I think my favorite track so far, at least after a couple of weeks of listening, is the last track, and I was delivered from the wound of perdition, which seems a bit slower. For a goat horse song, so mm-hmm. tell me about this track. Was it was it because it seems like it's intentionally at the end of the record too? You know, it's yeah, like the perfect um, spot for it. it. It was it was actually like one of the last songs we wrote before going into the studio. <clears throat> and I remember uh, it was like a week before we were actually you know due to leave to load in the studio, and uh, and we actually started going over that song as a band and uh for the first time so it came together super quick just you know the arrangement and then uh i, I left a lot of the just kind of drum parts like uh, you, know, you know i knew the basis of what i wanted to do but i left them open to kind of um kind of improvise it's one of those songs where i just wanted to feel you know feel it all the way through and uh it was it's one of those that you know obviously we kind of i think we all kind of knew from the get-go though it was like man this is like a album closer you know it just had that vibe mm-hmm. and and then it was the most surprising for me because i knew it was a good song you know you know because we we're already planning to record it but then hearing the end result or even just like the rough tracks of you know it, but you know once vocals were laid down and everything was laid down it was really surprising to me just to hear um everybody's input on it it, it became you know something more than i would have you know expected it to be and uh <clears throat> that would it's probably you know probably the song i'm most proud of on the record just because it it became through everybody's involvement and putting in their input became like something um really special 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting how much it jumps out there, and uh, I, I think it's a great, great way to uh, to end the track or end the end the record too. Tell me about a little bit about the cover art, if you can, because there's a shitload of symbols on here, and I don't know what any of this stuff means. And maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe it's open to interpretation, or people got to figure it out on their own. But what am I looking at on this cover art? All right, so um, those symbols you see are, um, I guess, technically they're called sigils, and we've kind of util- utilized them in the past, in the past couple of records, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's basically you can, uh, for every symbol or sigil, it's basically a word, and you can pick out every letter of the word, but um, all the every letter is just kind of designed to just become a sigil or a symbol, and. Uh, it kind of goes back to like Austin Spares, um, little occult author. Um, he was really into um, sigil magic, which kind of is you know ties into chaos magic and mm-hmm. <clears throat> stuff like that. But uh, you know, basically, it's a uh, you, you concentrate on this, this sigil or symbol, and you kind of charge it with your energy, and it becomes like a like a um, force of your will or whatever. But so it was something that we utilized on the on the, in the art, and we keep doing it and more so on this record just because <clears throat> you know it's 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 definitely unique and it uh gets the point across and you know it, it, the artwork itself too is is pretty symbolic but also very just blunt mm-hmm. and simple you know and there's you know the band logo isn't even on the actual cover right so it's just it's just kind of like a <clears throat> we wanted something that's uh simple yet very effective and that's kind of what a, a sigil is to it's simple effective and if you know what it's, you know it's, it kind of means then you, that's even better but uh <clears throat> but yeah um i definitely think the the, the artwork and the imagery of the artwork definitely tie in with the music you know yeah no I, I agree and i think it's i think it's cool how you tied it all in and uh and it's, it's it's like I can tell it's a goat whore record without it saying goat whore either. You know, <laughs> like it just yeah, yeah. it just works. So um, what's this record comes out officially the end of this week? Um, I know whenever you, you've you've been part of releasing a lot of records at this point. So what are you most looking forward to with the release of this one? Um, well, hopefully finally getting my copy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but no, but it's cool because, um, I guess for everybody who pre-ordered it, those are starting to trickle in. So, <clears throat> you know, people are like, uh, you know, reaching out or tagging me in posts. They, you know, finally receive the record in the mail or CD or whatever. So it's cool to see that, you know, especially that Metal Blade does a good, good job about getting the pre-orders out like early or yeah. at least on time, you know? So, um, yeah, but uh, I'm just, excited that it's finally going to be out you know it's kind of like a weight off of our shoulders you know just you know because we just had it you know we've been sitting on it for for a while and uh yeah so i'm just glad it's finally getting out there man so it's cool again i'm looking forward to starting to play all these songs live too definitely yeah no that's cool and i I like that you that you just want your copy too i appreciate that because that's how i would be too i would just want to i just want to hold it you know, I just want to see it physically. Yeah, yeah. I, but it's funny the pre-order thing. Like, I'm, as we were sitting here talking, I got alert on my phone that one of my pre-orders that I ordered was delivered, and I don't even know which ones they are at this point anymore. Because they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you order them like, yeah. and they just show up whenever now. And I'm sure oh, it's yeah. a record that came out months ago, but now the vinyl's just shipping. So whatever, I'll have a nice little surprise when I go upstairs. Um, but yeah. uh, but all right. So record comes out this Friday. What's next for Goat Whore? Is there any tours happening? That you can announce at least. Um, yeah, um, what what I can announce, and it's already been announced. Uh, next thing officially on the agenda is heading back to Europe in January, February of next year, and we'll be out there with Revocation. We'll also have a a great new record out on Metal Blade and Alluvial and Creeping Death from Texas. So oh, nice. That, that'll be our first uh, first time in Europe, so, man, since uh, 2018, 2019, I think. So. It'll be definitely cool to be back over there as long as they, you know, keep the power on and uh, there's no no nukes flying. So oh yeah, that, that's I, all good. I forgot about the war. How terrible of me! But you know, that's <laughs> that's the problem. Like we forget about it because we don't, it's not in our face every day anymore. That's that's so shitty of me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering why there were no Russian or Ukrainian dates, but I, I kind of remember. But <laughs> right, <so good. laughs> damn, yeah. 
That makes sense. Uh, but well, um, I'm excited for you, uh, man. And uh, Zach, the album's great. Uh, I thoroughly Thank enjoy you, it. I'm sure. Well, it's already obvious that other people are enjoying it as well. And it's cool to see Goat Whore kind of get your due because I don't feel like I always felt like you guys have been a very underrated band. So hopefully now's the time. Now this is the year of the Goat Whore, right? Hey, <laughs> we'll man, see. We're not getting we're not getting any younger. So <laughs> right. <put it> on. <laughs> All right, Zach. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, hey, take care. Thank you as well, man. Yep. Definitely. You too. Bye. See you. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Zach from Goat Whore. The song you just heard was Death From Above. Of course, that's off of Angels, Hung From The Arches Of Heaven. Their new album, out now, on Metal Blade Records. Literally the best one they've ever done, and that's saying a lot. Um, I want to thank Zach for his time, for his conversation, for telling me about his hairline and his gym routine. All these things are important for you to know, for me to ask, right? I guess so. But anyway. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. This being my sixth episode in two weeks, definitely the most I've ever put out episodes. Might keep it up next week, might not. It's a little tough to do. Got a lot of hardcore coming up. One more classic metal band, two more classic metal bands, but a few hardcore episodes for those who prefer that. 
Whatever you prefer, I hope I'm covering it for you either here on the podcast or on gettingitout.net. Go there to get the latest metal news, hardcore news, sometimes reviews, always podcast stuff. You can find that there. Um, including every band that you hear on Getting It Out Podcast, you can find an artist page on gettingitout.net. That also includes this last band, Fulminator, from Puerto Rico. They recently released a split with fellow Puerto Ricans out of hand called Dialectics of the Cosmic Real. If you haven't heard it yet, both bands deliver two excellent songs each of crossover, thrash, hardcore, whatever you want to call it. This song I'm going to play for you is from Fulminator. It's the lead-off track on the record, and it's called Crushed by the Sun. Check it out now. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 